Hello and welcome to the Equestrian Abbey podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything equine. Today I am joined by the lovely Catherine Kirby and in this episode we talked about everything from youngsters to working with brands and competing. So without further ado, let's get on with the podcast. So, shall we start with how you got into riding? Okay. So, I have ridden since forever. Um, my mum has always had horses. So, um, ever since I was little, I've kind of just been plonked on. And then when I was two and a half, um, my parents got me my own pony, which was a Welsh. Um, he was chestnut and he was called Harvey. Um, and then... It I was gone from there. I've had him until we had to have him put down, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had Bryn, and then we've just kind of kept collecting. Yeah, um, yes. Um, so you are currently working with quite a few youngsters at the moment, aren't you? Yeah. So you were saying the other day on your Instagram how you were finding that social media doesn't portray youngsters as for they are can you explain a bit on that yeah so i just found that i actually was going through a really rough patch with milo who is my nearly four-year-old he's four this month um and i was finding i had some real issues with him uh, and i went to youtube to try and find some videos of horse hairs um, that maybe were young or um, not naughty as such, but just rain yeah. green. And I trolled and trolled for hours. And the closest thing I could find was a video that Olivia tells put up of Molly, who I think at the time was four or five. Um, and that was the only thing I found, which I found quite upsetting because it made me feel quite alone in a way. Yeah. That um, there was no had the uh, same sort of problems as me. Um, so I kind of am collecting videos at the moment that I can go and um, make my own video of what a young horse is really like. Because all the videos I clicked on were just. It was, yeah, it was the young horse, but they were in the outline, they were going yeah. forward, they weren't laughing, but they weren't bombing off. It was all quite perfect to me yeah. for a young horse, and really not what my experience with young horses has been like. Um, so you actually are quite active on your YouTube, and you've just started a new series where you review different equine products. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So that is something that I came up with over lockdown. Um, I wanted to do um, a series of videos for companies, particularly in lockdown, because there was none of the trade shows, um, anything like that. So for a bit of promotion for them. And also just because I really wanted to try um, new products, find new brands, and compare them, and then also just spread the word about them. So I really enjoyed doing that. Um, I have filmed five shampoo videos at the moment. Three of them have gone up. Um, 
and the others will follow in a couple of weeks. And then we've also got hoof products, which are currently being tested, but that's a bit more of a prolonged period of time because obviously it takes a longer period of time to show the progress. Um, and then we've got a couple of slides and repellents, different types of um, that. And yeah, I'm just really enjoying trying all the products, finding new um, products that maybe I wouldn't have tried necessarily if I hadn't been very kindly sent them. Um, but yeah, it's just amazing to find some new companies um, and also some more like um, environmentally friendly choices as well, which I think aren't quite as big in the equine world yeah because i do have to say i definitely like the first one that you did and i'm definitely looking into get, get that for my cob because he can get quite itchy as well yeah i really enjoyed that one and the um hedge which is actually a really local company to me oh, is it? so it was nice as well yeah it was nice as well to support quite a local business too so you have just been accepted into Heartbury for the business management in september yeah so where are you planning to go once you've done your two years at Hartbury? do you know what your future is going to look like yet um at the moment i'm not quite sure i did always have it in my head that i wanted to do um equine physio or um chiropractor but when i looked into it it was a lot of um like courses after yeah. courses after courses and i'm not i do i wasn't bad at school like I was I'm lucky that I'm quite academic but I just didn't really enjoy the classroom that much hence why I'm doing equine at college rather than a yeah same um <laughs> so that's just what I went for because it suited me better and I just can't imagine not really working with horses um so post college I think I'd like to take a while and decide whether I want to go to uni um, if I did go to uni, I'd probably do equine science um, because I think that opens quite a lot of career pathways. But at the moment, I'm quite interested in going into either nutrition or maybe um, like ride biomechanics because I'm quite interested in um, like how the rider affects the horse and position work and all that sort of thing. So we'll have to see. But I do also want to... I've really enjoyed my young horses, so I would be interested to go into working with them kind of full-time um, and producing and then selling, but have a tendency to get quite attached, so <laughs> we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to anybody that's looking to work in the equine industry that they need some work experience or anything? Um, so I would say to just... I actually put a post out when I was looking for work experience for my uh, on my local group um i think most areas have a local yeah, kind of horse and rider group um and i put a post on there asking um if there was anywhere that could offer work experience with horses um i just said that i'm quite confident handling competition and young horses because i had experience with that and i actually went and looked at a place um and that was really good so i'd say i would go and like vet if you like your places yeah. you so you can get a bit of a feel for them um, and just find when you go if you are able to go and have a look before you actually have to choose I would say just you will know when you go if you think you're going to enjoy it or not yeah. I did look at a place and I did really consider going there but then I got another opportunity that was kind of too good to miss 
um, in the end proved to be kind of the best outcome for me. Um, so yeah, I just say um, just go with like your gut instinct to mm-hmm. find something that you really enjoy and people that you think you're really going to get along with, and you can't really go too wrong with that. No. Um, with your biomechanics, I have noticed because I was looking through your account before we started, and you work quite closely with Activate Your C. So do you want to tell us yeah. a bit about how you got involved with them and how you help them as a brand? Okay, so I think I actually contacted Maeve. I'm pretty sure I contacted her first about trying the bungee and doing a review or something on my Instagram. Um, it was actually quite a while ago. I think it was, I'm not sure if it was last year, it must have been, but it just seems so, so long. Um, but yeah, I contacted her and asked her about it. So she very kindly um, gifted me the bungee and it comes with a video with the exercises so you use the video to follow along. Um, but she often puts up stuff on her Instagram to use, um, which you can do with or without the bungee. And yeah, I was just really interested to try it. I was at a bit of a loss with my position and obviously dressage it is particularly yeah. um so um yeah, and I've just used it ever since really and it is a product that I have really seen the benefits of. Um and Maeve is also a figure, so she does holsters and riders, I think. And yeah, she's just been really supportive with everything. So being a product that I really enjoy, I think it's really important as well that riders should have a good seat and the way, like going back to the biomechanics, the way that you can affect your horse is like incredible. Um, I just find that really interesting. So it's just something I really believe in and I think should be a bit more um, dominant probably in the question world because I feel like everyone's kind of gone away from the doing the most stirrups. Yeah. I've seen quite a few people getting into rider fitness, but I don't know if it's really... Obviously, it improves, like, for people that might ride cross-country or show jumping, like, keeping up their energy, but also, I think, actually working on your sole position and making yourself stronger is really important, too. Yeah, because, like, when you're doing a dressage, you have to, like, use your muscles in different ways than you would in your jumping and your cross-country. So... Yeah, when you work with brands, so for people that want to start working with brands and are just getting into the Equine Instagram and the social media side of it, how would you best say is the best way to go and approach a brand? Do you say, I have this many followers, I can offer you this, or do you just let it naturally happen? Um, well, I have mainly gone out and contacted most of the brands that I work with. I have had a couple that have actually messaged me um, or encouraged me to enter their um, maybe like ambassador competitions or stuff like that. Um, so I have had kind of experience with both. But if I'm going to contact a brand, I make sure that I it's one that I want to really try. So um, it was maybe one that I've been following for a while, a product that I'm really interested in, and um, like maybe for the fact that it is um, like eco-friendly or something, and um, just a product that I really want to try, and then um, and feel as well that my horses can maybe show off the results of that. For example, Archie with his itching and stuff, and 
kids and how much he likes to take chunks of his skin off and God knows what else. Um, so I look for something that I am really going to enjoy and use and be honest about. And then I will usually contact a brand on Instagram. Um, I don't tend to make a big thing out of my following. I just like to say um, that I have um, my Instagram and my YouTube and kind of what I will offer in return. So video reviews, I have a camera um I've got a Nikon camera which takes very high quality pictures and videos so I can get good photos um, and then the YouTube side of things I think helps a lot because I think um, the brands really do like videos that they can use um, and then obviously I think having Instagram followers does help but if you find a brand that you maybe use already as well and then you promote that brand and then you contact them I think they are a lot more likely to want to work mm-hmm. with you. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's rude to ask, but I just think if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. As long as you're polite about it, um, you don't start like saying horrible things if they say no. The amount of times that I've been turned down by companies that I do genuinely really want to work with, it does feel sometimes a bit disheartening, but then if you keep supporting the brand because it's one that you really like, you never know, they might come back and ask in the future. So, yeah. Um, so your social media journey began back in 2014. So how did you come about being an equine influencer on Instagram and YouTube? Um, so I started with my Instagram. I begged my mum for ages to let me have it. Um, it was definitely slow to start off with. And a lot of my posts are now, my original posts are now, um, in my archive or deleted um but yeah I just posted because I wanted to I wasn't really bothered about followers I'd share the most random things and um, hence why they're not out there anymore um, and then I started my YouTube I think I might have actually started YouTube in 2013 but I didn't actually upload for ages and a lot again a lot of those are private videos now um but I think I've definitely as I've grown up because back in 2014, what was I? Like, how old was I? I'm 16 now. <laughs> God, I can't do math. Um, I really can't. Where am I? 16, 20. Six years ago. 10 or 11? No, so way too old. Way too young, really, to be on Instagram. Um, but anyway, I was. Um, but yeah, I just really enjoyed showing like my pictures and I was really proud of like the stuff that I've done um, and I just wanted to show that and I guess over the years I've I didn't have a massive following but I think I have quite an active following I have which I think is definitely more important than having hundreds of thousands of followers yeah. that no one actually wants to interact with your post um but yeah I think I just really enjoy um seeing other people's content and I think for me the biggest way I found to grow is definitely by being nice to other people, commenting on their posts, interacting with their stories, replying, DMing them. Um, and yeah, I think it's just kind of grown because I do try to be a nice person and encouraging to other people. Um, I never like want to, I never, I didn't think I've ever posted anything horrible to anyone ever, like, and I would never dream of doing it. Um, so, yeah, I think if you're just nice and you post 
what you want to post and don't stress too much about how many followers you have um then yeah I think that's just the best way to go with it really I mean that's how we are here today by just commenting on each other's posts and then we messaged each other and was like hey do you want to be my podcast (laughs) um so what has been your proudest achievement with riding? Um, I think probably for me, competition-wise, it would probably have to be um, just probably last year's championships in general. Um, Sheepgate under-25s was a really good week for me and Archie. We had a bit of a naff year um, because we lost brain um but it was just a really good week i've always struggled with having a partnership with archie he's not the most affectionate horse on the ground he's quite bullshit he bites but he just loves his work and to have a whole solid week just with him away at sheepgate competing i went with zero expectations because i knew how competitive it was from the year before but he was placed in nearly all his classes qualified for the final out of the semi-final and yeah it was just an amazing week so I think that was definitely one of my highlights plus he just did really well at all his championships last year um I'd say maybe my first elementary test as well that was something that I wanted to do for a really long time and something I never really thought that I was going to do because he's just and um, when you strip it all back he is just a cob I know it sounds bad to say, but he came, I think he cost 125 or 150 pounds. He was a gangly little thing. (laughs) Couldn't even bless him. Um, And yeah, he's just been amazing, bless him. Um, And then probably non-competitive would definitely be backing Milo. It was my first time ever backing anything. So yeah i think i'm really proud with the way he's turning out and the progress that he's making now and i think he will eventually be probably my proudest achievement because yeah. i've done it for myself and yeah i think it would be really worth it in the end because it's actually really nice to see another cob because i have a cob myself and it's really nice to see like another cob doing the dressage and where i want to get with my horse so i know it's like doable and it's really great to see that what on your um instagram you seem to be posting your ever-growing saddle pad collection how are you just like me and like collecting your saddle pads or is there a reason behind why you've got so many um i think generally the problem is that i just like collecting them um i seem to have a collection a rather large collection of white saddle pads too a lot of which have been gifted by sponsors. So, um, yeah, it's just a really easy way for brands to get their name out there. So a lot of the white ones are from that. And Kent and Masters are very generous sponsors. So every time you go to the Quest Nationals, there is a saddle pad for everyone that Mm -hmm. competes. So I've got a couple of those from, because I've been to Nationals for three years now, so I've got a collection of those. Um, but I think my worst thing is I love my new ones. They're my <laughs> my very yeah. favourite, um, and I don't want to get rid of them. But also a lot of them um, from back in the day when I thought that I was going to jump round badminton on all my ponies. <laughs> I had all my little personalised saddle pads that I 
obviously can't get rid of because they've yeah. got my name and my pony's name on. So the chance of finding another person <laughs> with a horse and the rider being the same name is just impossible. Yeah. Um, but also a lot of brands I just don't want to sell mm-hmm. because they all have like the little memories attached to them. So yeah, I'm just I'm not very good at selling this stuff. Yeah. I remember my question now, and it was going to be, when did you make the transition from your unaffiliated to your affiliated and high-level competition with your dressage? Uh, so I started DD, I uh, started that in 2016, I think, and I started again with the um, British Dressage Quest Club, which is a really, really good opportunity for anyone that's looking to make the transition from unaffiliated to affiliated, um, it's really restricted. So people with too many points can't compete and it goes from intro to novice. Um, there's my quest, which is for individual competitors and then you get the chance to go to the regionals and then qualify for the nationals. Um, so I have actually done that every year since 2016. I was kind of envisaging this year being my last year and then moving properly over to just pure affiliated. Yeah. Um, but it's been quite difficult because BD is really hard to work with points because you should get too many points on one horse, it restricts what you can do on another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been not to put myself out of anything too much with mm-hmm. Archie so that I can give Milo the same opportunity. But I think I've kind of just been being, uh, trying to talk. Been babying myself along a bit and being like, oh, I want to give Milo the chance to quest, but I think really, I just need to come out at normal freedom now and just get on with it. Because I just, I think quest was really good for me as well because although it is very low key um, and fun, it's relaxed. You can wear colours, sets, and stuff like that. so it's a really enjoyable experience, but it also lets you qualify for a lot of the other championships, which is how I've moved more over to the normal BD side of things. Yeah. Um, because you can use quest scores for um, the associated championships, um, so the native ponies, coloured horse and pony, gypsy cobs, all that sort of thing. Um, and then sheep gate as well, I've qualified for using my quest scores. Um, and then the Quest Regionals and Nationals themselves. Um, so, yeah, and I think because it is, it does start at intro, it's a really easy way to transition over to affiliated. It makes the move kind of feel really smooth. Yeah. You don't really notice too much difference. Um, and then you can just progress up into the normal um, BD and go from there, really. Before we finish, I asked on my Instagram for some quick fire end questions to ask you. So are you ready? I am ready. What is your favourite social media? Instagram. Yeah, I'd probably do the same. Would you rather a horse or a pony? I'm gonna say pony, even though I'm quite tall, because I just think ponies are so fun. Um they just make me laugh so much, especially the Welshies, so pony. <laughs> Are you a matchy-matchy per- a matchy matchy person or a mismatch person? I'd like to say matchy matchy given my collection of saddle pads, but I, generally now I just throw on whatever sounds like the stable and get on with it. 
Do you prefer polos or boots? Mm, boots, much quicker. <laughs> Do you? Would you rather school or go for a hack? School. <laughs> um, are you one for traditional or having it hogged? Just because Archie is, I couldn't cope with his name, and he doesn't really have the feather and bone to go with it. So they're so yeah, much easier I'll... when they're hogged as well. Cob or warm blood? Got to go with cob. Stick with my Archie. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say thank you so much for joining me today. Um, where can people find you on social media? Um, so my Instagram is Catherine Kirby Dressage. Um, that is my main Instagram. I don't really tend to use anything else. My YouTube is Equicast. It is all a bit mismatched. And I do have a Facebook page, which I'm less active on, but I keep meaning to start using it more. So that is Catherine Kirby Equestrian. I will link all of the places you can find Catherine in the show notes. And I would love to know what you guys have thought about this podcast. So tag us, Catherine and me on Instagram and let us know what you thought. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to screenshot and share on your story and tag me at a question underscore Abby and tag Catherine at Catherine Kirby Dressage and let us know what you thought of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Equestrian Abbey podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you have any guest suggestions, just send me a DM on Instagram at equestrian underscore Abbey or send me an email at equestrianabbey at iCloud.com and I hope you enjoyed this episode and any feedback would be greatly appreciated.